Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Marvel Guys podcast. As always, I am your host, Jordan, and on my left, as always, is my co-host, Spencer. How are we doing today? I was wondering where you were going to go with that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. I like that one. On the I, left. I was pretty happy with that. Yeah. I was I was pretty geeked. That's good. Um, uh doing pretty good though. Um it's exciting. Very exciting times. This is going to be a different show. Yeah, this is going to be a completely different show. Everybody, we are discussing The Falcon and The Winter Soldier, the newest Disney Plus series. It comes out Friday very soon. Uh, we were just discussing it. comes out really early in the morning, of course, yeah. when hardly anybody gets to see it. But, hey, we're getting it. It's coming out. I'm super excited. We did get WandaVision, and that was quite a journey. Uh, we had a lot of fun with that, and we'll always remember WandaVision as kind of the series that um, started the meat and potatoes of this podcast. Um, mm-hmm. We got to really uh, turn into a weekly series, and... We're so excited to take the next step into our next journey, which is basically a little over five hours of content uh, regarding Falcon and Winter Soldier. They've made it sound like we're going to get a movie played out on TV. Do you like that kind of style and how they're uh, introducing that? Yes and no. Um, I, I don't know how I really feel about it. Like, TV series are fun and exciting because you know, here's the thing is, is you know that there's going to be when you, when you start a TV series, right? If you, if you go on Netflix and you stay, start like, well, it's not on there anymore, but like if you started like friends or something like that, or the office or whatever, you know that you're going to have like what, eight seasons or 10 seasons or 12 seasons that are like, you know, 12 episodes or 20 episodes, whatever, of length per season. With these series, it seems like we're just getting, like, one season of, like, eight episodes that could have easily just been a movie, but they're kind of playing it out that way and kind of, like, it's almost like they're, like, purposefully teasing you, which is fine, and I like that idea, but, like, to me, I think if you're going to start a series, then it should be a series like Agent of Sh- Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or whatever. Like that was a long running series of multiple different episodes that went into a lot of like lore, a lot of different things. Uh, but I don't know. I, I mean, I'm still going to love it regardless. I know that like the trailer looked awesome. So uh and it's two really cool characters too. I think people kind of overlook Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's they're they are cool characters. Yeah, I'm I'm actually a big fan of this style uh, that they're doing right now. I think obviously it worked really well for WandaVision because it was specifically made to be a TV series, uh, the way that they you know created it. And this one, though, they're basically saying it's a movie played out within a TV series. Like, there's no way they could have given us five-plus hours of content on the Winter Soldier and um, Falcon. So for me, it's really cool because what have we noticed already from these TV series? We've gotten four characters who were really not explored in the movies, Mm -hmm. and now we're going into their stories. Right. So 
we still get, you know, we got Captain America, we got Thor, we got Iron Man playing out their trilogies. And that was exciting. That was fun. But now we get to meet the characters that we met along the way in a different way. And we get to explore their past. Um, I'm super excited to see some of the, you know, past memories of these two characters explored because there's a really cool history there. Uh, we didn't know much about Wanda and we didn't know much about Vision going into the series. And we really got the full scope of who they are as characters. And now, you know, Wanda's ready to break through and Vision's on his own story. So I think we might get something similar here where it's like Captain America's had his day. Chris Evans has had his day. And now we get to take the journey with these two characters that were mentioned and had big roles within the universe up till now. But now they get to star. They get their moment in the sun. And moving forward, I think they're going to have a bigger role because of it. Uh, and within this five hours of fun, uh, it's been said it's about $25 million budget per episode. Oh, which wow. is crazy. That's insane. I mean, come on. Um, that's ridiculous. That's like Game of Thrones level um, budget. And they're going to throw it at a series which is going to be high-flying Captain America always had the best fighting sequences. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really had the best story. So if we get Captain America's story all over again, obviously it's a completely different storyline. But if we get that same intensity, that same drive, that same feel, that's what I'm all for. I'm super excited to see how this plays out. And I'm really excited to get to know these two characters a little bit more. Yeah, and I think uh, what you said about Cap is probably going to be the exact uh, thing in the whole story arc of what we'll probably see in Falcon and Winter Soldier is that Cap's no longer here. And, you know, you saw in the trailer, you saw the guy at the podium, and he's like, you know, America needs a new hero or whatever. And knowing that U.S. Agent was cast, like, last year, you know, I, I immediately assumed that we would kind of get that kind of story where Cap, like Steve Rogers gives his shield to Sam Wilson because it's like, it's almost like, you know, we were talking earlier about Thor's hammer, like you're worthy of it because he's worthy of donning the shield and becoming like the next leader, right? Will the government see it that way? No. Of course not. Of course not. They don't care. And you saw the little clips in there. You saw like the, the, what was it, like the college stadium or high school stadium, whatever. Yeah, it was like Drumline. I was looking right. for Nick Cannon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the government literally uses U.S. agent to be the next Captain America, but you're always going to have the people that are like, uh, you know, that worked in the 1940s, but that's not going to work now. And he's not the same. I don't care what you say. Like John Walker, I believe that's U.S. agent's name, John Walker. He technically is a Captain America, but, like, the rest of that crew is kind of like, well, like, you're not really, like, Cap Cap, and we don't really know who you are. You're just kind of forced upon people. And that's where our antagonists of the series, I think, will come in, which we've seen. It's actually the same girl that played uh, Infus Nest in uh, the Solo movie, which is really awesome because she did a great job in that movie as well. Um, 
but she'll be playing, I would assume, not the actual character, Flag Smasher, but like something like a derivative of that. Yeah. Because. Rebellious. I think her dad is the original. Like her dad is probably going to be where she gets her ideals from, and her dad's technically going to be uh, Carl, whatever his name was, the original Flag Smasher. So she'll get her ideals from him and then kind of go forward, which the ideals of the Flag Smashers kind of makes sense fun. to me in all honesty, because yeah, like they both have merit. Yeah, because like nationalism really does kind of interfere with so much. And like, Captain America's whole story is nationalism. Yeah, that, that's what it was spawned from. Um, and if, what's what's curious, though, just that you mentioned before um not like he's not captain america yet when captain america was alive he basically always made it a point to say that captain america is not a person it's a symbol of hope right so in a way there's merit to what they're doing as well because they Mm -hmm. want to keep spirits high and have this symbol this beacon of hope but you always know in Marvel there's something hidden right. in the agenda and who knows who's in control and you know Hydra's always lurking in a yeah. Captain America series. So that's the thing though, it's like national like when you look in like in real life nationalism, like and, and I think that's the story that there was kind of like portrayed for from from Stan Lee and all those guys at Marvel is like in the nineteen forties, nationalism was like our only sense of hope that the world would be a better place because of what was going on in Nazi Germany, what was going on in like Russia. Uh, you know, it, it was horrible. And the fear of all of that spreading over here was immense. And it was a real tangible thing because it was already starting to happen. And Captain America has not been afraid to suggest things. You know, mm-hmm. they went into Nazi Germany right? briefly. They actually had Hitler, you know, as a character within right. the movie, which, you know... Steve Rogers was punching out on stages all across America. So yeah. uh, they, they haven't been afraid to at least use historical um, figures and storylines to give validity to a fantastical world. Right. The thing with that, too, if when you go along with Cap's story, eventually he becomes rogue because he realizes that those ideals that he once was, was standing for no longer exist. Yes. Which is... Part of, partly why nationalism doesn't usually result in a good outcome. Like, it's okay to be, like, you know, have a strong feeling for where you come from in your homeland and everything. But... Uh, well, in a world of heroism, it's also dangerous, as we also, saw in Civil War. Right. Where they're like, hey, how do you feel about the United States having right. access to all these nuclear bombs, which you guys are? Right. You know, an enraged hulk uh, a ticked off door like so much was going crazy and kind of in the reverse of what i just mentioned a few minutes ago full circle by the time cap had you know moved on passed away whatever term you want to use in this you know world he had really had to come to terms that maybe that beacon of hope is actually not as you know important as just everybody coming together to do to do the right thing because his version of Captain America post-apocalypse or post-snap, whatever you want to call it, um, was as a, basically a guidance counselor for yeah. for other humans. Right. Um, so he, I think, went through a, a big-time transformation from 
yeah, this, this country needs me. He was kind of egotistical um, in the first Avenger. Very much so. He always kept that sense of humility, but he was still getting used to his body and his his new life, his new fame. Girls wanted him. And so he it took him <laughs> 60 you know something years in the mm-hmm. ice and years and years of, of fighting and being a soldier to realize that not everything is worth fighting for and not just because you're fighting for something that you believed in once doesn't mean it's always going to be good. Right. And I think that's the whole thing here is that just like with Cap in the real life scenario, the world has changed since the 1940s drastically. And I think now a lot more people are feeling this sense of like, how can we move forward as a world, not as a country or not as something that's more individualized in that aspect and i think exactly that's how cap felt in this in a, in a sense in the movies once he got to that you know older age or whatever you yeah like you know whatever happened whatever happened i think we him. might find out something more about that here we'll see i hope so but um yeah he totally kind of felt that way because once you face that threat of extinction basically from a thanos or in a real life scenario like global warming or whatever like right. it becomes a bigger thing like something be- that you're all agreeable upon that's a threat yes it helps yes exactly um so i think that's 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 where our antagonist will will definitely come in because of those ideals that they're holding they're not like you know anti-american per se but they're just like not i don't know how to say it really i think it goes hand in hand with with zemo's ultimate goal right which is too much power in one hand or in the wrong hands is is not good for anybody and so that the idea of the united nations really is kind of what the flag smashers are going for it's it's kind of what zemo's also saying in that I don't want a bunch of world powers that are fighting each other or getting along with each other necessarily. I just want everybody to kind of be their own person. Um, and so I, I think all the storylines that are going to be going on in this uh, series kind of play well with each other. They mesh well. Uh, and I'm glad that we started off with this part because this really is the heart of the Captain America story. And I think that heart, you know, whatever that means has really been the success of the Captain America franchise. And if they can keep that same feel, then this series is going to do fantastic. Right. And I think that's another thing, too, that people like to talk about is, you know, like we have friends that that post these memes all the time about, like, how Captain America is, like, the weakest Avenger, he's trash, whatever. Like, every Avenger has something that they bring to the table. And his has always been the things that have meant the most on a, like, uh, uh, like a platonic, I guess, kind of way. Uh, like he, he's the leader. Like he's obviously the leader. He has that leadership quality about him. He has heart. He has all of these things, uh, a moral compass, all of these things that these other beings like don't have. And that's why they're such a unique group because they're all individualized. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's interesting how they have taken all of those little aspects and made it something. But now 
what we get to see, I think, is, you know, well, where does Sam Wilson fit in with this agenda? Where does how does Sam Wilson feel about being the next Captain America? Basically, you know, how does Bucky feel about life? I mean, right. let's be real. About he's anything. he's he's Steve Rogers 2.0. He kind of went through this similar much treatment, worse path and he's had a horrible path. Steve, I mean, how can he sleep at night? Right, right. Like the things that I'm, the thing that I think I'm most interested in, I will say this in this show, and it's not even Falcon or Winter Soldier. The thing that I'm most interested in in this show and where it's going, Zemo, because how could you not be honest? The last time we saw him, he was about to like kill himself, and Black Panther stopped him. And then they had that like unique conversation and it seemed like Zemo was like, not as like, he's a little contrite. Yeah, exactly. He wasn't as like, he wasn't the way he was before. It it felt like he kind of had some kind of closure with death, but also like a newfound appreciation or something. So it didn't seem like he would be evil villain again. But he might he might just be, and there's something no might have changed. He is too, right? Because we're not sure what's going on with him, um, and we'll kind of get into depth with with him and what what our thoughts are. Um, ultimately, this show is called Falcon and Winter Soldier, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So we could take a few minutes and kind of go back through who are these guys. Um, obviously, most people that are going to be listening to this are fully aware of their stories, but just a little background for the two because it really kind of helps spark new ideas when you kind of go back into their story Mm -hmm. and possibilities because what we saw in WandaVision is them exploring their past. Mm -hmm. We saw, you know, the origin or the origin of Vision and Wanda falling in love. We saw Wanda as a little kid. Um, So there's a lot of things that we can talk about with Falcon and Winter Soldier moving forward, but we might have to go uh, in their past first to find out what exactly is coming up so our our title characters starting off with bucky barnes james buchanan barnes obviously we met him in captain america the first avenger he was always cap's right hand man but even more than that he was his protector he was his best friend uh he was everything cap kind of wanted to be Mm -hmm. because he ultimately wanted to serve and he looked at at bucky as his ideal friend and ideal man before he was given the super serum. So uh, they spare or share a very special relationship going back way more years than Sam could ever imagine. Uh, Unfortunately within that movie, of course he was really taken by Nazi Germany and experimented on and became what's known as the winter soldier got, you know, so many assassinations over the years and then we met him back again in the Winter Soldier, where he basically had his memory wiped. He was, you know, a full-time assassin, and we found out that he had killed Tony Stark's parents, mm-hmm. and that led to Civil War, where right. we had the fight. And the crux of Civil War was we thought it was going to be Captain America versus Iron Man, but we didn't really account for Winter Soldier was attached to chris evans captain america's hip and cap was more loyal to bucky than he was to to tony stark right even knowing what he had done to his parents i think that's 
huge. Like well, coming into this series, that shows he was lockstep with Bucky every single way or every single step of the way. Well, it's because, like you said, they were more like brothers than they were friends. Like that was his brother. And, you know, Steve thought he died. And, yeah. you know, for, for what happened, I mean, Bucky went into the ice too, basically. But his thing was that Hydra was trying to create the anti-Captain America because they knew that Captain America was the reason that they ultimately lost. Like, and there was no way that they would have any kind of advantage over Captain America unless they had a super soldier of their own. So why not use this dude? And whether, I, I don't remember if they knew if that was Roger's best friend or not, but um, it would make sense if they did. If they knew, like, oh, this is James Buchanan Barnes. This is Steve Rogers' right-hand man. This is, like, his brother, basically. That makes sense. And we obviously saw that in The Winter Soldier when they're fighting because he's, like, Bucky, and he's, like, you know, has no recollection of what he's saying. He has yeah. no idea. And, um, you know, I, Winter Soldier, to me, is probably top two, top three Marvel movies ever to me. It'll it always so be. Good. It's it's always going to be. Yeah. Um, That's why I'm super excited for this. Me too. Because I feel like it looks a lot like the Winter Soldier did. Yep. It looks a lot like the Winter Soldier did. Um, and with with Bucky too, it's in the Civil War. I, the reason that I think Cap truly stuck to, in tow with him is because, like, he knows that's not the real him. Like, that's the whole premise of the thing. It's like, that's not the real Bucky. That's a mind-wiped version of... Like, he's a shell of who Bucky is. He's just acting out whatever Hydra wants. And so, because of that, and Steve knows that, of course he's going to stick with his, his best friend over Tony Stark. Like, you know, and and it's really weird because, I mean, you can understand Tony and his frustration... But that's that's the whole premise of it is that when stuff like this happens, even in your in, in real life, once again, you don't really think rationally when, when stuff like that happens and you get told something like that. Um, so it's kind of hard to see how Tony Stark would be like, oh, well, you know, that wasn't the real you and I understand it's OK. <laughs> Like, of course he's going to try to kill the Winter Soldier. But, ah, man, it's, 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 his past is just insane. It's insane. And because they never really dive or no. dove into it, which is intriguing. Because we know that in Civil War, he still has the memories. Like, even though that it's, that's two separate things, Bucky still has some of the memories attached from when he was Winter Soldier. So he still understands things that he did. He can still still speak like thousands of languages. Right, right, <laughs> which is interesting. Another thing, too, that people, I think, kind of don't, maybe don't realize, or like if they're first-time Marvel fans, they might be like, huh? Um, and we, we know this because we've talked about it before, but like the reason that Captain America is even able to lift the hammer in Avengers Endgame is because of, what happened in civil war like um 
he was kind of holding in that lie to Tony that he didn't really understand what was going on or like he didn't know, but deep down he knew once he faced that, once he came clean, once he became truthful about it, like, cause in age of Ultron, you see him try to pick up the hammer and it moves and Thor's like, Oh, wait a minute. But the reason he's not able to pick it up there is because of everything that's going on. Kind of knowing what's going on, knowing the full truth and not expressing it or not, speaking on it not being truthful that's the one thing that he's like not truthful about is Bucky and because I, I and I think that's because he knows he knows what the reaction would be he knows that he's basically like the on, one of the only people to really act rationally in that scenario in that group of Avengers like obviously Hulk would Hulk out Black Widow would do the exact same thing that, that Tony's doing you know, Hawkeye would also, because we saw what Hawkeye did when Thanos snapped away everybody in his life. He went on a killing spree. So, like, Cap's probably the only person to think rationally in that situation, which is what led him to lift the hammer in Endgame. Now, I can't account for Vision lifting the hammer. I <laughs> still kind of... Well, Vision was always you know, just... He's pure. He's, he's an android. And he's yeah. not even real. Yeah, Like, he's not a actual human being um which i guess makes sense but you know whatever um but yeah man like i want to see what, what what's going on with with bucky too because i think as interesting as it is with sam wilson training to be you know cap basically um i think this would be like a giant therapy session for for bucky and it will more than likely be interrupted by like what's going on and like them fighting and all that stuff. But I think if they don't go into more depth with Bucky's character, it'll be a tragic loss. Oh, they I got to. I can't see anyway. Yeah. Um. Basically, the last time we we saw Bucky, um, over the last few movies, just briefly. He was snapped out. He was actually the first character that we saw uh, dissipate. Well, he was in Wakanda dust. too, like and with yeah. the new arm and and well, yes, uh, he was first person to get snapped out, and then he returned in the battle, um, the final battle of Wakanda, and Endgame, and we yeah we saw him, he was in Wakanda getting his arm, um, and then ultimately at the end of uh, Endgame, of course, him and Sam were there um, with the the shield and and older cap and so that's where we've left off with him sam wilson is maybe even more undersold as a character so far you know of course we know a decent amount about the winter soldiers past a lot of it's skipped over uh it's talked about but all we really know about Sam is his military past, mm-hmm. um, his you know XO8 involvement. He was uh, like a paratrooper. He got injured. Uh, his friend Riley died in uh, you know in armed forces, and that's kind of it. You know we know that he's become really good friends with Cap along the way, but anything previous to actually meeting him 
we haven't gotten a lot. So I have a feeling we're going to go into a lot of his history as well. Um, but of course, along the way, he, you know, became Cap's friend when Cap was going through a tough time, kind of because he was the only one that could relate to him because they were both soldiers look, basically looking for a fight that wasn't there anymore. And then he evolved into his right-hand man, um, or left hand, really his left hand <laughs> man, because Bucky really <laughs> was his right hand man, right? Um, so yeah, he's like Exodia. He's got both arms now, right? Uh, and ultimately, it led to you know after fighting in civil war on Cap's side and becoming a fugitive of the law along with Cap in uh, in civil war as well. He was the guy to call out to Cap in that special moment of Endgame in the final battle, which was meaningful. He was the first person to reach out to Cap, almost indicating that he was going to get the shield because he's kind of become one and the same with Captain America. And you can see it all the time that him and Bucky have this like mutual relationship of realizing that they're not what they once were. Mm -hmm. They're still very close, but they know they can never be what they were as little kids and he's just kind of become caps you know good friend at this point and he entrusted him and his motives caps motives have become very synonymous with what falcon wants and so as people they actually have become more bonded through their similar similarities really uh instead of bucky and because bucky missed out on so much and even when he came back, he was so scrambled. So, um, you know, that led us to obviously uh, Sam being presented with the shield, the the new shield that we'll kind of discuss. And so that's where we leave off with this story is Sam kind of trying to live up to this item that's been presented to him that he doesn't feel that he's worthy of, but is going to do his best to be that. What I think you said is kind of like my biggest like kind of plot question within the entire Marvel universe, honestly. Because I think the reason that the shield gets passed to Sam is because Cap identifies with what Sam was doing more because he knows how much it helped him because Sam was actually in the same position as Cap after the snap. If you remember, Sam was helping other veterans with PTSD and stuff like that. He was helping them like, you know, with the therapy sessions. Yeah. And what was Cap doing right after the snap? He was doing therapy sessions. Yeah. Almost that, like he like, looked to him as a mentor. Right. It passed right over to him. So it made sense for him to go that route. But what doesn't make sense is they both have a friend in Bucky Barnes and he's never been afforded that same therapy session for help. Like they know he needs help, but they're also like, you know, eh, well, well, we'll handle that later, which is probably where we're going to pick up with this. And honestly, it should be because I think Sam has a lot to offer to Bucky as far as like helping him with his past and everything like that. And maybe growing and and not becoming like this emotionless you know shell you know um because i, I don't know i i think that 
in in one aspect you could say that like sam could become the next captain america and then like you know go on have a family stuff like that you can't really say that about bucky like bucky he's stuck he's stuck right bucky's not going to be able to have a family in this state at all because he's just this shell he's a really expensive shell yeah all that vibranium all that vibranium um I think where Sharon Carter comes into play is, is also interesting um, as well because, I don't know, maybe maybe she becomes, I mean, she was a love interest of Captain America, like Steve Rogers' Captain America, I believe, in the comics. So maybe something happens between her and Bucky or her and Sam, you know, or maybe they don't. Maybe I they would don't say go that not way. likely. It seems like they don't want to make love interest between a legitimate character that they want to get behind, which I think they're trying to do with her, because um, it almost seems like a cop out. Because everybody's like, "Oh, the you know the the main guy getting the the main girl or whatever seems like the the thing everybody wants," you know. Right. Um, I would say that's probably low on priority, but yeah, I like what you said. I mean, there's. You could see it in Bucky's eyes, whether it's the character or, or Sebastian playing him. He just looks like he doesn't want to be there. Like, he doesn't want to be a part of this world that he does not belong right. in. Cap was there for a long time. Yeah. And Cap found purpose again yeah. because he found a fight. Right. He's a soldier. and But the problem is the Winter Soldier doesn't want to fight. He's been fighting his whole life. And that's the, f- that's the interesting thing is that Cap spent so long in the ice he came out and started punching punching bags <laughs> like yeah he was ready to fight he was antsy and the winter soldier and bucky came out of the trance and he had been fighting his entire life and killing his entire life that he almost in the same way that the hulk is running from his um his ability to to hurt people uh he's doing the same thing he's like so they always say like the the scariest or the most tough people are the ones that know their true power and don't use it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where the Winter Soldier is at right now. Right. Mentally, he's not strong. He's very, and that's maybe why he can't use his powers to his fullest in the MCU so far. Is that he's not angry. He mm-hmm. doesn't want to fight. So it looks like he may be finding a purpose again in this series, and maybe Hopefully. that's his journey that we're going to discover. What is it that? Bucky Barnes needs to find, you know, to have that will to live, to have that will to compete and and go through his life because his one lifeline is now gone. Right. Captain America is gone and and whether he makes appearances again, he'll never be there for Bucky anymore. So the guy that he really doesn't like that much, <laughs> but the only one that he can relate to at all is Sam Wilson. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because they're both of their lives and stories revolved around Captain America, yet they couldn't be like more different from each other in their personalities. Yeah, exactly. So now they're forced to come together because, well, I guess we'll find out exactly why they're forced to come together, but uh, because that's all that's left of Cap's legacy, you know, his coaching tree, so to speak. So yeah, I, I'm really, I'm really intrigued to see how they treat this. Falcon's just out there like excited to, have life because he almost died in the military and he was given he was afforded this opportunity to become an avenger and but the winter soldier for one he's not an avenger 
Um, he's never fit in anywhere. And so if he can find that place where he belongs, that purpose, that will be his story arc. You know, he, right. everybody has their own arc and their own thing that they're trying to get to. I would love to see him come full circle and just find a purpose and be happy by the end of the series. Which is interesting because when we first see Bucky, he's happy. He has purpose. When we first see Bucky, he's like... He has an identity. Dude, he's like, he's got girls, yeah. he's happy, he's about to go to, you know, fight for our country, and he's excited about that. Like, he's, you know, he's happy-go-lucky. Like, right before they leave, like, he's out, you know, with the girls and, like, going on rides and stuff, you know, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Like, he's he's happy. And then he becomes, like, a prisoner of war. And then... He almost dies. And then he becomes an assassin. Yeah. <laughs> like, nothing positive. Nothing positive. And it started with being jealous of, of Captain America because all of a sudden he went from like yeah. the bigger friend that was cool to like being relegated Saved to <laughs> by you him. know, um, Peggy looked right through him. Right. Right, right. at um Captain Captain America and so it, he's had it tough the entire time and he stayed right. loyal to the people that were loyal to him so it's a testament to his story yep for sure i'm i'm very excited because as i've said before like bucky was one of my favorite characters in the entire mcu right from the start i always liked bucky so it'll be interesting i want to see what they do with him uh because there's several iterations of the comics and what they can you know what what they might use as inspiration or what they you know might not or if they use any of that as source material at all or if they just go you know hey we're gonna just completely you know not use that as any kind of reference we're gonna just write our own story based off what's happened already and, and go from there which you easily could do but yeah i'm uh, excited man i, I, I am too oh. there's, there's so much possibility um we'll kind of talk about where where do you see these characters you know i've i've briefly discussed it but by the end of this series where do you see these two kind of leaving off or what do you see them becoming what maybe what is their purpose if if you um can forecast that uh what what's to come for our two protagonists uh you can start with either one what I, what i would like to see is um, I would like to see by the end of the series Sam Wilson truly as Captain America, like his own cap suit, everything like that. Like he is important question. now. Do you want to keep the Falcon wings? Yes, I absolutely. Do absolutely. I don't get rid of those wings. They're so do not cool. get rid of the wings. Maybe, Maybe like a color ones. adjustment to the suit, but like that's it. Um. And I think another interesting thing that I would really like to see that we've already kind of talked about with Bucky is I want to see him have a family and I want to see him like away from everything and just enjoying life. Like, and I, and I know that the story might take a twist and a turn and it might become like this Magneto type situation where like, oh, he's finally happy and he's finally got this, you know, family and then it's taken from him and then he becomes this, you know. <laughs> but uh, th I think that's where I would want to see everything leave off because I think that should be the ultimate goal is Bucky finding his place in the world because he didn't have that speed up scenario either. 
Captain America, when he came back, you know, he had Sam to tell him what's happened, what's cool, what's not, what to say, what not to say, what, like, what's the, you know, slang words back from the 40s versus now, like, music in between there. Um, all these kinds of things. And Bucky didn't really have that at all. So he's, once again, he's on just the run like immediately, lost. too. He's, yeah, on the run immediately. So for something he didn't even do right he was already unacceptable in a world that he did nothing wrong in at that time but was blamed for it it's like when you're little and you did do something but then you get in trouble for something you didn't do Mm -hmm. and you're like but i didn't even do it yeah right and somebody's like but you did do this it's like but they didn't it's like crying wolf (laughs) in a a way crying wolf in a way right only he's not the one that's like right right ultimately It's, it's his fault but it you know it, it's, it's his body it's, that was doing it right it's uh it's when you have like a i don't know it's like when you have a felony and then you're put in a lineup <laughs> like they're gonna be like oh wait a minute right. wait a minute you already have a record yeah it's probably you then hey, well, he, <laughs> i'll tell you what if, if he's not a felon then nobody is right right well he i is. guess he's never Ooh. been booked probably no no they can't um, bring him in yeah right <laughs> i think there's part of me that wants to see him fulfill his journey and then die. <laughs> is that is that no, weird? That makes sense. Um I don't see a future for him. I just don't like I, I think his story can be told here. I think we can get his story and he doesn't have to die. But I just don't see a lot left for him to do after this. Mm-mm. Um I don't know how much is left for for Sam Wilson unless he truly becomes Captain America and then he takes over, you know, the next series of whatever it is they want to do. And in that, you could, you know, also have Winter Soldier in there or, or whatever iteration he becomes. Um maybe White Wolf or whatever. Yeah. But I don't know. I could definitely see a future where he actually becomes a mainstay in the Black Panther series. That would be interesting because I think they're missing a protagonist at this point without Chadwick. Yeah. So he could help fill a role there. Uh, so uh, that would be my two things. If if he gets a proper send off, I would not be mad at that. But also in the same vein, if they wanted to continue, I think his best place would be in the Black Panther series. Only problem is, I don't think they were going that way anyway. So the thing that'll with, be tough to do. The thing with Bucky that has always upset me the most. Is his the first two movies he's featured in, not including the the first Avenger, like feature featured in as Winter Soldier with the the Super Soldier Serum and everything. They've done nothing with it since, like they created a character that appeared awesome, and then they've kind of just kind of like put him on the back burner and, like, that's one thing I want to see badly in in this series is Bucky really become this awesome character that we know he could be i think you'll see that because at the end of the day he's like captain america but he's also got the super soldier arm which gives him like insane strength it's basically a shield that's attached to him right but he can't no no he can't throw it (laughs) (laughs) that's me pulling off my shoulder um so yeah i want to see him like training and and doing all of these different things to you know and I think another thing, maybe they just become close by the end. 
maybe they actually become like friends, like <laughs> really good friends at the end. Real and they're friends. like, you know what? Yeah. You know? Are there any friends in the MCU? Hmm. I don't know if there is any. <laughs> maybe Yeah, there's there's in friends. a way Hulk and Thor. I suppose. Almost by it's like the way you might have friends coming out of jail. They're know? they're like, compe- they're competitive friends, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, and it's it's you and I when we. I play feel like video all games. of them are very protective of becoming friends with somebody. Like they don't know everybody's motives, and they can't one hundred percent trust people. But beyond that, like they just don't know how to be friends. Like right, in a way, Black Widow and Captain America were kind of friends for a little bit, but they were almost more than friends. Th- I see. I, I don't think that. I never saw I, it. I saw it. I but was like, wait a minute. It just seems like they're like, well, because remember, Cap was telling her about other girls. So, But Cap was so awkward. He didn't know what he was doing anyway. Nah. Um, and then we found out on the low, Black Widow and Hulk were seeing each other. So, Right. Um, but, yeah, it's just hard to see friends with a lot of people. So it would be cool if, if they become, like, really close because we've seen they're really funny together. They really like, are. They're hilarious. It, the just the little scene where they're in the car. I think uh, <laughs> was Ant Man in the car too, or am I crazy? I think they were going to get him. Okay, yeah, yeah. And they were just talking to each other, and like he's in the back seat, and he's like, "Can you yeah. move your seat?" And he's like, "No." And he's, <laughs> and they're roasting uh, Captain America as he's yeah. talking to I think Sharon, Sharon at the time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was just so funny, and we got to see in the trailer those first couple scenes. Well, we don't know when they're at, but. Uh, in the trailer where they're like practicing with the shield throwing it back and forth i'm wondering if that is kind of them seeing who's better at using the shield if they're like because i don't think sam's gonna be like well that was that's mine now <laughs> you know <laughs> all my i think in a way that he he looked to bucky for his approval mm-hmm. when he got the shield and so i think he has this healthy respect of i don't know how to use this thing mm-hmm. you don't know how to use this thing Let's hang out and see what we can do with it. They're using it as a boomerang. But in this new trailer, we saw Sam kind of doing some cool little tricks. So that was kind of cool. I think that's um, what we'll see. Yeah. Because I think Bucky's going to be the I think one he'll that take to it. the stuff on the trees. And he's like, oh, ricochet him off that and then right. catch it. And then and he's going to be like, yeah. what? And it's going to hit him in the head or something. And he's like, ah. And then Bucky's gonna be like, I said, catch it. Right. Like this. And he's going to use a super soldier arm and right. it's going to be a funny thing. A little, little Padawan. Right. Um, yeah. I, I think it's going to be interesting to see them kind of work with that shield and see what it does. And in a way they will be Captain America as they'll fulfill his prophecy as two people, I think. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, yeah, I do think uh, Wilson, Sam Wilson takes over the mantle, uh, keeps the Falcon wings. I really hope I could, the goggles i'm not a big fan of but you know uh red wing is still involved so we'll see if he maybe he has some tricks up his sleeve with both red wing and the and the shield um Mm. similar to you know cap using the thor's hammer and his shield together did some cool maneuvers but yeah i'm just i'm intrigued to see how the shield comes into play because if you notice the shield was like a huge part of the trailer it, they it were very focused on the shield and like what that means so to me the shield is going to have a really big impact on this series as a whole in, in so many ways that the shield represents something to these two people and i think they really really respect it and well where their journey goes the shield will follow 
It's an identifier of Captain America. That shield represents Captain America, much like a flag represents a nation. Like, so I think that there's a great responsibility in that, you know, when, uh, you know, it's like, it's like when someone is, has served in the military, right? And they see a flag at like a school per se, yeah. like a United States flag, and it's like tattered and torn. Their inclination generally is to replace it and to give the old flag like a proper send off and take care of it. So like, I, I think that's kind of how they view the shield and how honestly, I think maybe in this show, the nation will kind of view that shield is like, Oh, that's cap. Like that's caps shield. So like, um, I don't know. I think there is a massive emphasis on it. Um, and I think that's what it is. It's, it's, it's symbols represent something. I have two questions that go along with that as well. Um, for one, the cap, the cap, the, um, shield in the trailer is different than the shield that was at the end of Endgame. Not the end of Endgame, but the battle of Endgame, obviously, because that one was destroyed. And so the one that was given to Sam came from Old Man Cap. Mm-hmm. So question one, where is that shield from and what is it made of? And then two, in this series how do they treat Captain America's disappearance? Do they, I guess I'll just leave it at that. Is it a death? Is it a disappearance? Did, are they going to portray him as betraying similar to like the dark Knight or something when, mm. you know, they, they blamed things not right. on Harvey, but so like, where are they going to go with this? How are they saving face? Take those two questions and, and answer however you'd like. All right. So for your first question, I would assume that this is exactly why, that scene is the most important in MCU history because I think that's the original shield. And when cap did that, he had the intentions of doing things right. But in the end he created the multiverse because that time flow is now disrupted because had he just followed what he was supposed to do and not stayed in the past, things would be fine. Because that time would basically work on the loop. Like, it's supposed to be like this. Like, this loop. I'm just going to zone out for the next 45 right. seconds because I'm... Well, the, the time's supposed to work on this loop. Confusing. Now, because he stayed in the past, then came back, and then gave the shield to, you know, Falcon, that disrupts the entire time flow, which creates boom a whole other time flow, a whole other time strain that takes place after Endgame. So, yeah, I think I think that's where this whole thing goes. It's like that's where we start our journey through the multiverse. It's not it, it cannot begin with Doctor Strange. It begins right after Endgame because of everything that happened there. You have a Loki, you have Cap those two uh, those two things by themselves create a multiverse because it disrupts what actually happened like it's not so much like a time thing it's just 
what actually happened when they brought in Loki versus what happened in Endgame when they brought in Loki. Things changed. So by definition, that time flow is now not the same because that one thing changed. It's like it's the uh um uh, oh my gosh. Oh, I cannot remember. No, no. <laughs> it's the uh I is think it, it was a Ray Bradbury. Was it, was it Ray Bradbury, the there author of the, the book? Of guy was a good uh, boxer. <sighs> no, it, it's the story that of the dinosaurs. They go back in time. Dude steps on the leaf. It's that whole thing, where if you Little go back in time and you step on a leaf, the that can effect? alterly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can <laughs> completely change the. <laughs> complexion of how things are why was now. that so hard i don't Come know on, why the that butterfly. Was so hard. ashton kutcher starred ashton in the kutcher. movie that's right i think that's right i'm pretty sure i was thinking of a book i wasn't thinking of the movie <laughs> that that's why he started talking about dinosaurs stepping on leaves and i'm like well that's the thing is i didn't read the book to the be book, fair <laughs> the book hindered on that same premise as what in-game was kind of is that you go back in time yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, this is neat because we actually get to see what the dinosaurs were like. That was the and Back to the Future right logic. Right, right, right. So, um, and that's the ironic thing is that time does kind of work similarly because now things are changed. They're not changed. You're not changing what happened in the future. You're just changing the. You're opening a new reality right. based on the past that you've come from. Exactly. Which exactly. is possibly, I'll kind of go off from there and spark more thoughts in your brain as I'm speaking here. Um, that's where I think we're going with this. It sounds like Chris Evans is going to do another movie. It just sounds like it. I, I feel like anytime there's ever been smoke, there's fire in the MCU. Mm -hmm. So my guess is the other movie would be in the past, almost obviously, because there's no current Captain America left. Uh, at least in the reality we're currently in. So if he's in an alternate reality, I don't know if we're going to get like him and, you know, Peggy Carter in a sitcom. So <laughs> I think we would go back to uh, war days um, of the 1940s and revisit a younger cap where, and of course, Chris Evans will look plenty young in five years to do so. Uh, I, I think this is the one place where I've been very intrigued with the idea of, uh, the hint of Wolverine coming up yep. based off of him serving with him in the military. And then the idea of uh, his, you know, adamantium, pro-adamantium, alloys, different alloys, that becoming the new shield rather than vibranium. That would be a lot of fun for me. I, I've heard that theory um, a few times now, and it makes sense to me in just the way I have to think they're kind of building this up as they go right now. And so it sounds like X-Men is getting closer. Right. Well, so, you, you've seen the flag of Madripoor in yes. one of the older trailers for Falcon and Winter Soldier. And it's going which, to be in it for sure. Looks like Zemo's actually going to be escorting them in, which is a weird visual that we got. And right. it's a trailer, so it right. may not even make the final cut. But, yeah, I, I really think that that shield, uh, more so than any other theory I've heard, <laughs> of course the one that the alternate reality seems like the most plausible to me but um yeah it seems like that shield is almost too perfect we've never actually seen that exact shield because of the rivets that it has mm -hmm. um around the circles it's different and so 
I like the idea that it's the original shield, but from an alternate universe. And so I don't know exactly how that works with the time travel stuff, and I don't think Marvel would either. It's but probably they do their best with making sense of it. I would assume that if Chris Evans comes back as Cap in a movie, it would actually be what he did. Because like I said, he's a, he's a dude that's got moral compass and he's got the like will to continue fighting for a cause. So even if he went back in time and stayed with Peggy Carter, is he really just going to sit on the sidelines with Peggy Carter? Right. No, he's not. He's going to work some way under the microscope, like yeah. in the back, you know, in the dark. And using their logic, that would still make sense because a lot of people are like, well, there would be two Captain Americas, and I understand that. But with the logic that they gave us and their time travel, it would split into an alternate reality where mm-hmm. he is now a different, you know, just in a different reality. So. Right. Because things would completely shift. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it's it's like it, one of our old uh, podcast episodes. We, we, we talked about that. Like, I, I asked you a question. I can't remember what it was. I think it was, like, something like, you know, if if you're, like, if somebody close to you, like your mother or whoever, like passed and Damn. you had the opportunity to go back and you change it. <laughs> yeah. And you, you know, you asked and you were given That's tough. everything to go back right. and change it. I think yeah, 90% plus percent of people would go back and change that. However, that also changes everything from that time. Right. Kind of like, like WandaVision. Right. Especially if there's time between. Like, if there was a year or two or five in between what happened and then you're going back, everything would change. So you're actually creating a separate reality. Right. You're not getting rid of the pain in that initial reality. You're creating a secondary one where you feel more comfortable. Exactly. Exactly. And things will drastically shift. So Cap staying in the past completely changes. And Loki going and, you know, disappearing. Those two things completely change branch off into different universes yeah. at minimum we've got two alternate realities that are per- currently present and probably dozens after whatever loki does in his show infinite yeah well yeah absolutely ultimately leading to the discovery of infinite because realities but directly to the mcu loki's gonna be all over the place we've already seen it so some things to point out too that that point to infinite are tony going back in time with the whole time machine thing and in game Kang the Conqueror, like yeah, he's that alone. To disrupt everything. Yeah, that alone, like he's yeah. I mean, he's time traveler. Like <laughs> he's the one that goes back through time and forward into time and everywhere yeah. in time. Like so, um, yeah, man, this is this is very very exciting. I think uh, your second question was yes. The um, second question is. Basically, what will they do with the death or disappearance or absence of Captain America in the current reality? Obviously, we see that they're taking advantage of it and basically saying, well, here is Captain America. Mm -hmm. Do you think they're presenting him as Chris Evans' Captain America or do you think they're just capitalizing on it? And if so, how do they say he disappeared? I I would assume that they would treat him or treat this as a death and then say, well, Captain America isn't a person. It's a, you know, it's a, it's an ideal. And here's Captain America enter us agent. Quick question. He comes in. He was a fugitive at the time of his disappearance. 
is he going to be treated as a war hero or as a criminal in his death? War in hero. Their remembrance of him. War hero. Okay. 100%. Uh, they, they can't. So they can pass on the, right. the mantle to the next. Because of what happened. Um, because from Civil War to Infinity War, you have a massive shift. Once again, governments... Uh, let's see. How would how would you put this? Um, hmm. Ah. Oh. Okay. All right. <clears throat> let's let's rewind the clocks here and go back to like nineteen. Let's say nineteen forty nine or so. And uh, well, no, nineteen forty five. Right after World War Two. Um. And let's assume that. You know, obviously countries have their own ideals. Governments do their own thing. There's nationality, stuff like that, like nationalism involved. You know, you have Russia, uh, the United States, you have Germany recovering, all these other things. Okay. Let's throw something crazy into the mix, though, and say that there's some sort of, like, extraterrestrial force out there that makes its presence felt in real life in 1945. Do you think that American citizens would really care that much if we were using Nazi scientists like we did with NASA to fight off this invading force that doesn't really care if you're American or not? Like if you're Russian or American, you know, you wouldn't. So, when it comes to the events between Civil War and Infinity War, I think even though he is looked at as a fugitive in Civil War, everything that happened with Thanos and everything that happened after Thanos supersedes that. And because he's fighting for the lives of everyone and bringing everyone back and preventing it from happening again by dusting Thanos or being part of dusting Thanos, that trumps everything from the past so it's like a yeah you know it's a get out of jail free card get out of jail free card i'm exactly. curious too because there was no way to record that battle no. or broadcast it um so the people of earth aren't exactly sure what happened you know no like we see on the news they're always like weird things are happening and they realize that they're superheroes like the that's been mm-hmm. discovered but I don't know if they know exactly what took place and you know, the, the genie's out of the bottle. Like they know that they've been dusted. They, they know that there's aliens that have attacked New York city, things like that. But, um, we're still in this place where they don't know what captain America ultimately sacrificed mm-hmm. and they never will. No. So yeah, that's, I guess just an add on to what you were saying. Like they, the discussion of what is valuable to us for protection versus what is maybe ethical um, is a tough one in a world of superheroes and supervillains. Mm-hmm. So I could definitely see, I could see almost like J. Jonah Jameson in that there's good and bad. There's people advocating for the superhero side of things and there's people advocating against them again, you know, and, or maybe the majority are like, no, we, we want them here to protect us because look at what happened when the world almost, you know, ended. Mm-hmm. So there's there might be a a little bit of a battle of that going forward, and that might 
be <laughs> some of the things that sparks the mutant conversation of what's good versus what's evil right what's good what's bad what's human what's uh, you know alien mm. so uh, scrolls I, yeah the scrolls are gonna have a huge impact on everything um to well, add on to your answer uh, or i guess to give my uh opinion on that i i do think they'll treat it like a death and i do think they'll honor him i think they'll try to move past it but keep the fanfare they'll try to use his death as a rallying cry mm-hmm. for no, more nationality and capitalize on that with um you know the agents and basically try to get him as over as possible in all these you know fans eyes meanwhile we'll have falcon and winter soldier actually doing all of the dirty work keeping the united states safe and one thing that's kind of interesting to me is the timelines of all these things happening because i'm curious to know where this takes place or when this takes place um compared to spider-man versus wandavision versus everything else that's coming out because i don't know if it's going to make like total timeline movie sense once we figure it all out we're like oh why were they doing this when this was over here Mm -hmm. but I think some of it might lead to some some future answers. So I'm kind of excited to see where this takes place and when this takes place because that's going to be a big giveaway immediately for what could possibly be taking place by the end of the series. I think that that's going to be exactly where they start from is like a six months later type thing. Like, you know, fade in six months right. later, you know. But um, to add to your second question again, though, is they could easily, easily go the route of saying that he was a fugitive and not honoring Steve Rogers and just pumping out us agent as saying like, Oh, well this is a better version. This is the real cap or just saying that this is just cap. And everybody's like, wait, he doesn't really look the same, but he's got the shield or he's got the, the same outfit on. So I guess that's cap. I wonder how much people know about captain America. Right. And how much they pay attention to, Captain America, you know, how much they actually look at the details, you know. It's kind of like that thing with Batman, right? Like, yeah, nobody ever recognized Batman. <laughs> right. And and one thing that always people hate me for this, like so much when I say that Christian Bale is my favorite Batman. And it's literally because of the one thing that people roast it for is because of the his voice. voice. Because if you're saving someone you love and you've grown up with, and you're speaking to them, you're going to know their voice. You're going to know exactly who they are. And the whole point of Batman doing what he's doing is that he doesn't want people to know, and he's trying to protect people. So, of course, you'd, like, modulate your voice with either, you know, some kind of technology, like we saw with uh, Affleck, Affleck, or, you know, just disguising your voice in general with, you know, uh, Christian Bale. And so, yeah, I think, that makes the most sense because if you're saving somebody and I'm just, you know, speaking to you in my normal voice, somebody who really yeah. knows me is going to be like, Oh wait, what? <laughs> yeah. There's going to be like some crossing guards that are like, that's not captain America. Right. <laughs> He's telling me about right. his, his, uh, Oh God, I was going to go with his family. He doesn't have any family. Never mind. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to be like, tell him about his school, his son's school project. We were talking um, about baseball the other day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah right he uh, he went to that baseball game Yankees game <laughs> Yankees or Mets 
Oh, Brooklyn, right? Remember. So he's he's definitely oh, Yankees. Oh, Brooklyn. Okay. He's definitely Yankees because yeah, totally it's uh, Brooklyn. Uh, yeah. Well, back in the day, there was Queens, Brooklyn. There was uh, Brooklyn Dodgers. I shouldn't even go into this. I don't know. <laughs> it's been a long time since I was looking up because there used to be. Uh, there used to be a lot of teams, yeah. right? And and I think actually, if we're going from that time frame, the it Giants. Might be we're also in New York. New York Giants, right? Yep. It might be the Dodgers, right? Brooklyn Dodgers? Because this is like, what, 1942? Oh, yeah, 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 back then. Yeah, right. it probably would be. So it's probably the Dodgers. He's probably a Dodgers fan, which sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, we get so much of our fan base from New York, so we, we love you guys. Um, no, well, the we Dodgers, though. All over the place. Come on. There's a lot of people in New York. There's a lot of people in California. So that's a deal with it moment. That's a deal with it moment. Um, we'll, we'll, yeah, we, we love you. Congrats to you, Californians. You guys get to watch this on Thursday night and then go to right. sleep. Well, if you you know, unless you wake up really early. Um, well, it's a midnight release there. Yeah, that's insane. Ah, man, I wish, I wish. So, Zemo, Zemo, where, what, mm. why, how, when? Mm. Take it away in whatever way you want to go i guess the one thing that we can do is brush up on zemo came really close to breaking up the avengers very close one of the strongest pursuits by a villain well, he we've did. seen yeah pretty much yeah he, he he almost got them to implode and kill each other though right right right. so that right. would have totally done it he mm-hmm. did it by preying on their own internal emotions and got some help because well they had some bad blood already that they just didn't know so he was almost he was saved by black panther he was about to kill himself and black panther saved him uh and he turned the three amigos against each other black uh, black winter soldier iron man and captain america so those four were all really ticked off Mm -hmm. (laughs) in civil war and he killed t'chaka's father T'Challa, sorry. T'Challa's father. T'Challa's father, T'Chaka. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is pretty brutal. His his parents, did his entire family or just his parents die in Sokovia? His entire family. Entire family, he okay. Had a, he had a wife and yeah. kid. And so, yeah, his family died in Sokovia. That was kind of the, the start of his uh, villain's journey here and almost was successful in breaking up the Avengers completely. He did it temporarily. He is back for more. So where, now that we've kind of covered his, his trivial backstory, what's what's next for Mr. Zemo? So I would assume right off the get-go, okay. From the get-go. Uh, from the get-go. <laughs> from the get-go, right. Uh, Don't get off the he get-go. He would be locked up, right? From yes, he was in prison. He was, he was in prison. The last time we saw him. How did he get out? You're not going to have a two-year sentence for almost killing the Avengers. You're going to have a probably a hefty sentence. And not only that. that um, he could have been dusted, too, though. That's the thing I was going to say. That might have something to do with it. Right. So like What if all the prison guards were dusted and they had five years to figure out how to get out of the cells? Yeah. I, I, would, I would assume, though, that he's, he's broken out by somebody else. Somebody else is at play here. And it's not just him. I would think that, you know, I, I don't know where we left off with Batrock from Winter Soldier, but, you know, people have been speculating, uh, which would be crazy because that would mean more GSP in the MCU, which I, 
don't think it's right possible. Into the, I mean, he'd fit the in. fighting sequences of exactly Cap or Winter Soldier and Falcon. But um, I don't remember where we left off with him. I, I don't know. It, it's been a while since I've seen the movie, so I, I can't 100% uh, comment on that yet. But I would definitely assume that he's broken out in some way. Zemo is. Uh, whether that's through the dusting and some kind of after effect of that or not, but I would I would assume that he is broken out. And he's probably following ideals or he has taken over leadership of the people who broke him out and is now expressing his ideals for what's going on. If that makes sense. That, like he's saying, yeah. you know, maybe that's maybe that's part of it. That part actually I think it's as likely, if not more likely, to me that he leads a revolt in prison to get out because of his persuasive nature. But both ways would work just fine. Yeah, and another thing I would add to that too is that I think we'll be kind of taught in this show to view the Flag Smasher group as the antagonists of the show, but they're actually not, and it's what Zemo's doing. And that's not going to be like revealed until closer to the end, probably. But I think for a long time, we're going to be trained into thinking that the Flag Smasher group is the antagonist because of them just being anti-nationalists. And, you know, for what for what it is, especially in this country, being anti-nationalist is kind of almost like being like something way worse than that. So. Uh, I think it fits and so I think that at some point uh, I think her name's Carly is the girl uh, I think she will be fighting alongside Falcon and Winter Soldier at some point against what Zemo's doing how bad is Zemo really though that's the thing is that I'm so confused with him that he could easily go back to being a villain. But the way that we ended with him didn't seem like he would be, right? It like it seemed like he I had mean, some kind of closure. Well, when somebody's he had a gun at his pointed at himself. Mm-hmm. So he had given up. Mm-hmm. And when you hit rock bottom, sometimes you're very persuasive or persuadable, I guess. Um and T'Challa gave him uh, a mental note a little speech about you know basically life being yeah it's it's not it's not binary and and yeah forgiveness is another thing and which is kind of overlooked in the grand scheme of civil war cool moment but yeah it, it seems like he's just at a point where he no longer is hateful he's found the problem that was eating at him and was given a second chance at life through the forgiveness the um remorsefulness of t'challa and so yeah i think it leaves with him being savable is probably the best way i'd put it like people do desperate things in desperate times mm-hmm. you know loki's been looking pretty good at many times in the series and then he turns around and he's like right i'm out. the second he sees a bit of light he's like gone so I, I think we might get something something related to that. I do think he's when he gets in a place where he can manipulate people, he will do it. And so 
regardless of how good or positive he's feeling, if given the chance, I do think he would go bad again. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, and that's that's the whole thing is like Zemo in the in the comics isn't always bad. For the majority, I believe he's he's bad. But it's the whole thing of him not always being bad. And it's not even like a Loki thing. Well, I guess it kind of is. But not to that extent, maybe. Um, yeah, I think, I don't know. He's He's definitely like the biggest question mark of the show, for sure. Because he could either be the main villain or just kind of like a, you know, side character anti-hero type thing in between that either helps or hurts depending on the situation of the causes of Falcon Winter Soldier or whoever. Right. And I think we should really remember WandaVision (laughs) and how we, we speculated a lot, but at the end of the day, they stayed true to the story that they were telling. Mm -hmm. So I think this is probably going to be the story of the Winter Soldier and Falcon. Now there's plate there's a place for a third and maybe fourth character to get a story in there. So Zemo is most likely to get a most fleshed out story and then fill in the blank if there's somebody else that you want. But I think we can be pretty rock solid that those three are gonna get a full fleshed out storyline in some capacity. Um, you know, the flag smashers and the girl may may get some extensive uh, camera time, but I have a feeling it's going to come down to those three and their stories. And so we shouldn't expect too much out of any of them to be, you know, going against some other big bad. I do think Zemo is going to be the the main antagonist from their point of view. Uh, you know, obviously, as you said, the flag smashers and, you know, really the government might be the the secondary villain in the series uh but i think it's it's important to keep focused on the three characters that we know are going to be the biggest part and that's that's just my opinion um since we went so big on wandavision maybe we should just you know keep it somewhat laxed with anything else i don't know do you have any opinions on a possible bigger villain pulling some strings not really because i just don't see it I see uh, the only thing I could maybe see is like Zemo sees what they're doing, like what the U.S. government is doing with U.S. agent and is like, whoa, wait a minute. And then stirs up a revolt. Uh, And it's different than the Flag Smashers because they're just anti-nationalists and they're all that. I think Zemo goes in a direction that's like becomes villain, villainous based off of what the government's doing. And I think that's also where Sharon Carter comes in because she's the one that's working for the government still, whatever. So, yeah. But yeah, to to your point, though, yeah. I mean, when you start to, like, really over-speculate things, you tend to forget how close Marvel kind of plays their cards to, like, what they're actually doing. Like, we have been how long have we been speculating galactus popping up in the mcu i mean forever right yeah i think we've we've all said 
he's going to be the next big bad at some point. Right. <laughs> and even 10 years out, but right. still like, you know, we, we were expecting some kind of in game, in game, like final credit scene of him or something like that. Like, but when you actually just look at what they do, like Marvel tends to kind of play things kind of simple, more simple than that. And, uh, especially with a show like this, I don't think you can, re- I, I could be completely wrong here, but I don't think you can really go that far out with a show like this and it still be like, you know, have its credibility with those characters and what's the, and whatnot or whatever you want to call it. Like, because if you stepped way too far out, then the show becomes kind of like, Hmm, like what, what, what is actually going on here? And then you confuse your audience, whatever. But like, I don't know. This could be. I would love to see too, like what they do with an end credit scene at the final episode. That could be telling, right there. Uh, like if we get something like a Wolverine suit appearance, yeah, that'd be or cool. or something or like oh yeah, just like a claw, a claw mark, claw even. marks. Yeah, oh that would be amazing. But we'll see, man. I, I'm just. I can't wait for Friday. I've got a game for you. On a okay. scale of 1 to 10, <clears throat> what are the chances we see this character in this series? Oh. Okay. Let's start with Nick Fury. Ooh. He could be... I'm sorry, that's not a number. He could be... Uh, I'm, I'm just kind of thinking out loud. He could be an end credit scene one if they follow that same path of having two end credit scenes. Okay. So I would say out of one to ten, I would say probably like a three. Because I don't think it'll happen, but there's still a likely possibility. That would be 30% basically. Okay. Arnim Zola. Arnim Zola. Zero. Really? I don't think so. Zero. Zero. I don't think so. That's interesting. Peggy Carter. Also zero. Chris Evans, Captain America. Also zero. What? I don't think so. What are these zeros? Come on, man. No. You're killing me. Any Stark. No. Zero? Well, they could maybe replay. The, the, see, does the replay of an, of an event count? Yeah. Because it's still f- the same the, footage uh, from the previous movie. Will you see this character movie? in the TV show? Okay. Well, then in that case, Peggy Carter would be like a, f- a, th- a three or four. Captain America? Captain America would be probably be like a, f- a six, maybe. And then... Because I think they will, they will replay certain events. But it's not going to be new footage. So well, it would be new to us. No. Like, it would be something just taken from... Like Captain oh, if Marvel's... it's a direct, if it's something that we've already seen, like picture for picture, no. If it's a new piece of content, but it took place in a past that is somewhat no longer relevant because it's not in the present day, I would count that. Okay. So if we're, I, I, but I don't think they've ever just done a complete rehash of a story picture for picture, to be honest. So yeah, I, I would stick with those. Red Skull. 
Zero, zero, absolutely not. What is a zero? No, no, no chance. It's Kevin Durant went to the Warriors, and you're <laughs> saying zero? <laughs> zero doesn't exist. Zero percent chance that zero's trash. Zero percent, because I'm going off of percentages. If it's one through ten, then that's a percentage. There's a zero percent chance that Red Skull pops up in the Winter Soldier Falcon. Why is it zero though? Because there's no shot. But you even suggested that the multiverse could be at, at play here. He, yeah, but and he was in the Soul mm, Stone, which is who knows where he's at now. He would be the Stone Keeper, though. Still, maybe, possibly. I would assume. All right. There. Yeah. I don't think they're going to go that far out where Red Skull doesn't exist until forty years in the future or fifty years in the future, or whatever. Natasha Romanoff. Hmm. That's interesting. I'll go two. Two. Wanda Maximoff. Um, I don't know, man. It Once again, it kind of plays on if when this time frame is going to be, so I would say maybe like one or two. War Machine. Oh. Hmm. Three or four. It's like three and a half. Alexander Pierce. Zero. Okay. I didn't think so. Yeah, no, no. Maria Hill. Mm. See, I don't think Shield's going to have that much of an impact in this. So zero. That's fair. Um, Explain Zola to me. Zero percent. Because I, I... No. If if we're gonna get anything, Hydra, he's the biggest villain of Captain America, though. He is, but he's not tied in. No, no way, no way, absolutely not. <laughs> Zero we're getting, percent. We're not gonna get Hydra. That's crazy to me. We're we're not gonna get Hydra. We're gonna get Aim if it's anything like that, and that's gonna be a complete different now, sect see? of things. You're reaching now. You're reaching. You were mentioning Aim and Wandavision as well. It's more likely it's that more we would likely. get Hydra. I don't think absolutely. So. I think hi, hi, that storyline. Hydra's done. never not been the villain, though. So They've always been in the shadows for sure. But is Arnhem still going to be in the shadows? No, it would be like a resurrection of Hydra featuring someone else. Maybe that's where Zemo comes in. But he's like but basically like, eternal as long as a hard drive exists. So yeah, but even as would, a cameo, you don't think no, I don't so? Think you so. basically you said no to any possible cameos. No, that's essentially where you're at with things. Exactly. That's I exactly hate that. What I meant. That sucks. <laughs> that was the worst game ever. If it happens, I would be thrilled. What I'd would be, be the biggest cameo that would excite you? The biggest cameo that would excite me? Yeah. Would it Without be Chris a doubt, Evans, Steve Captain Rogers. America? Absolutely. Okay. Without a doubt. Because if, if he's in the show and it's like new footage, oh my gosh, that's huge. Yeah, that means he's still... That means he's still around. Yeah, he's still kind of good graces. Okay, last one. All Any right. scroll character. Ooh. Seven. I would say a seven. Now, see, you said a seven for scrolls <laughs> and, and a, zero a zero for, for Arnold. <laughs> well, th- the way that they're going, they're going heavy on scrolls. We saw them in WandaVision. We're going to see a lot of the scrolls going forward. That's where we're leading towards. Okay, here's one. The word Hydra. 
Oh, the word Hydra, then that's going to be, yeah, that's a 10. Any character that represents Hydra. Don't do it. <laughs> Five. Okay. Because that's 50-50. No, it's because you say, you say anything that represents Hydra. Any character. That could be character that, that could be a thing like like what an offshoot of hydra that's inspired no from no the no any hydra character that, that we've seen that was already established to be in hydra that's oh, what i'm saying established in Hy- yeah <clears throat> or somebody who represents themselves as a hydra agent three three it wouldn't be five it's still whack <laughs> i don't i don't understand how you put zero for every hydra person and then put a three for the possibility of a hydra person showing up i don't like that that's well, I think it'll be That's implied. Wrong. It'll be implied, and it'll be kind of like an. Uh, it'll be implied. Like a, a recollection of what happened. Something we didn't see, but a, a recollection of like, Bucky being, under. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. And. But I don't think Arnim's gonna be part of that. I don't think he's gonna be in that scene. So I don't think Arnim's gonna be in the show. So if there was a place for Arnim to pop up in, it would be uh-huh. in that. We're we're to the point where I want any of your crazy theories out now, <laughs> so okay. we can look at it um, in the future. Okay. I think mine started with alternate reality Cap being the guy that has given the shield, and so I I don't know if we're gonna get a cameo, but I do think that we'll start the journey towards an alternate reality Captain America within the series. So that's my first big thing. Um. Go go ahead. On I'm I'm gonna process my next one. But if you have any major theories, small theories, uh, long term theories, anything coming out of this show that you want to make a guess for? Easy. I've been saying it for a long time. This is where the seeds are planted for uh, Logan. Okay. Yep. I I, I would agree that that's a, a very strong one. Mm-hmm. Um with Madripoor and you know all that stuff and the possibility of Captain America and in alternate reality serving with him in the military and there's a lot of cool things with Wolverine slash future X-Men the only thing that could come up the only thing that kind of makes me kind of feel weird about what they could do in the MCU with the X-Men is like we know that if they brought back those characters they would be recast but is there like a, oh, oh, awesome. Here's now I theory. get to play the game. I get to play the okay. game. What's the percentage chance like that Johnson. they uh, use characters from the X-Men that we haven't seen in film and cast that as the mutants instead of Wait, like Cyclops? So instead of just recasting... Uh-huh. Every single X Men character oh, you're that we've saying, already seen, maybe they do just they recast... throw in a couple of characters, or no, maybe they just recast a few. That's what I'm saying. And then all the other X Men that we see in the MCU are new characters that we haven't seen before. Or yeah, like, so you're saying yeah. they would bring back like two or three actors that we've already seen in the X Men, and then recast just two or three else. characters, not recasting. Like they are going to recast everybody. Oh, you mean because they have to, like completely new characters, right? So but like, they may bring like, a Wolverine, they a might, Magneto. Yeah, they might bring in like Charles Xavier, Magneto, and like Cyclops. But then get, but rid, then of get Beast, rid of everybody get rid else. Of, right. Um, and then bring know, in Phoenix, get rid of 
and then bring in different characters different from characters. the X-Men universe. Right. Nope. <laughs> I Not would say all. that's 30, 20 to 30% chance. I think they'll go with you know where their bread is buttered. They know people love Beast. They know people love Phoenix. They know people I think love so Cyclops. Cyclops. Um, so Cyclops, that would be a cool. He's just like Cyclops always he's ticking. Just a, uh, he just uh, explodes. <laughs> one of those dudes that like I guess that's kind of what he does anyway, right? Puts you under, you know, like they have the yeah, little right. clock and then sh- sh- you just you hear a cold play in the background. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that would be no, oh, no. Um, okay, so you, yeah, I, I like how you just said the word Logan or the name Logan, and I just like was like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so flesh out your theory so you don't get to go in the future. See, see, mm-hmm. I told you. Now you got to give me a little bit more specifics than that. Okay. Um, Seeds planted for Logan. Yeah. What does that mean? So I think that this is where the seeds that would be planted would be the mention of adamantium. Okay. And the mention of a some sort of like Weapon X-ish program. Um. Because I would assume to to bring in U.S. agent that he would have to be some kind of like super soldier because that's exactly what Cap was. You're not going to just have some dude in a suit parading around like he's not Captain America. Like he doesn't have those same kind of abilities. Like he's just parading around as a flag, basically. I don't think that's a thing. So, and that's not U.S. agent, you know. I, I, yeah, I definitely think that there's some kind of like super soldier-ish program going on, and that's probably where they're going to mention, or it's going to be like on a clipboard or something of like a Weapon X program. And that's where we'll kick off with that. Okay. Or they'll say like, oh, well, we had this idea of a super soldier 2 back in the day after Cap went in the ice, but it didn't go that well. The project went awry, and the subject disappeared, and that's, boom, there's Logan right there. That's fair. Um, I'm I'm gonna make the prediction that Zola is actually going to be behind everything. No, not oh. everything. Oh, because he's still kind of reliant on other people to survive. Um, but I do think he's going to have a part in this series that is beyond just a simple cameo. So mm. I do think he's going to be an actual. Even like if if he's not even in it, he's going to be referenced as somebody who still has control. Like I don't know if the character I don't even know if the character's still alive. I don't know the guy. <laughs> uh, I, he is, but um, the last thing I saw him in was like uh, Human Centipede, like whatever. Oh yeah. But yeah. um, I think he's going to be in the universe still, and they're going to acknowledge him as somebody that is still kind of working behind the scenes. So I think he's going to actually maybe even come out of this series with still some life left in the the MCU. That's my that's a hope as much as it is a prediction, but I'm going to I'm going to stick with it as a prediction if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I think that uh I think that's that's a good one because you have that implication of Bucky. He's still easily controlled to be the winter soldier. Um, so, I mean, it's possible for sure. I just don't, I don't, yeah, wait a second. I don't see it. Is he completely offline now? Who? Winter soldier Bucky. Like, is he able to be entranced because Zemo knows the, the phrase. Yeah. Zemo knows the phrase. So it's 
it's possible something happened in Wakanda, but uh, yeah, that would have to be explained. He's not controllable anymore, but maybe he still is. I don't know. That would have to be explained in the show. Also, do you like short hair Bucky or not? Yeah. Yeah, better. No. I don't mind it either way. I, I think it looks good both ways. I think he was. It really worked as a villain for the long hair when he had the mask as well. Right. He was ahead of his time. He's wearing that face mask everywhere. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think he he looked great as a villain. Long hair usually works better with villains anyway. That's true. But uh, yeah, I, I like both of his looks. Why is that a thing? Is that like a subconscious thing of like, I think humans. Yeah, I think guys with long hair seemed as more dangerous, rebellious. Ah. Kind of probably why they do it in wrestling too. Mm. Wow. Because for those that didn't know, I used to have long hair, very long hair. Don't you think so? Like when you I put, don't, the I don't know. Like if, I, if you one, put, like if you had a police lineup and you had a guy with a short hair and you a guy with longer hair, you probably would uh, stereotype the longer hair as the guy that spray painted the wall. No, I don't know. I don't think I would. I mean, I would. I, I would see would. how most people would. I could. I could see that maybe, but I'd actually probably be more geared towards a short-haired person. That's because you had long hair. But that's because I had long <laughs> hair. That's 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 right. That's because I had it. That's right. All right. Quit avoiding one. the question. Quit avoiding what question? Uh, any more theories oh, for us to uh, look back on? Hmm. No, I I think that's the that's the big one is is just Logan being implied some way. Um, I think we'll get a Chris Evans cameo. That would be nice. I do think we're gonna get it. That would be nice. Cause the like, it's so easy to do. Like Chris Evans is just like there, accessible. It's not like you have to do a lot to get him in the uh, Captain America look. And if it's a cameo, it's yeah, not that long. And they might already just have footage of him, and they're gonna right. just throw it in there. I, I think it's very possible that we get a, a past cameo version. Um, I don't think it'll be the Joe Biden version, um, <laughs> but it's possible. I think he has fun doing that. Uh, that would be a lot of fun. Like yeah. that would be the most fun. <laughs> I, I I think I think we'll get an earlier version of Captain America. Uh, back when we're going into Bucky's history, I think we'll get some new footage we've never seen before. I that think would that's be nice that's too. what I would say. And also in the same vein, this isn't like a huge prediction, but I think we're gonna get real footage of Falcon when his buddy died. So mm. I think we're mm. actually going to see that occur, just like in WandaVision when we saw her past. Uh, I do think we're going to see a lot of uh, Sam's past. And we don't have an emotional attachment to him other than uh, just the you know relationships he's developed in our time span of knowing him. So mm-hmm. getting to know where his strength comes from is really going to be a fun experience. One last little thing. I think we'll see Sharon Carter like as the Mockingbird. Or some kind of iteration of it. Like, we'll see her have some really cool, awesome fight scene. Yeah, for sure. Like, her doing, like, a split kick or something. Or, like, you know, throwing a baton, whatever. <laughs> it's like, what are you throwing? a baton. <laughs> Your hand just opened Yuck. up. And I was like, what's happening? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. We're only a few days away. And uh, <laughs> what like just the- happened? <laughs> the open of the hands it's like the like seth rogan when he's uh yeah almost the movie he's knocked, knocked up, up movie, he's doing he's the like dice roll too much 
<laughs> That's his you only can't dance get any move. references by me. It's the dice roll. Sick references, man. <laughs> That's a reference in itself. It's oh, a meta. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let us know if you guys want to uh, hear us talk about anything specific. When we post the uh, podcast, let us know in comments if there's anything that you guys think is going to happen. We will be discussing each episode. We'll have a podcast uh, episode for each episode on Disney+. Plus. They're going to be around 40 to 50 minutes each. That gives us five hours of really... There's six of them, about five hours or more. I don't, I'm not a math guy. Of content. And so there's going to be a lot to cover. I think each week we're going to have a lot to talk about. So super excited. We'll probably shoot for around Tuesday or Wednesday. What are you laughing at now? <laughs> Doing random things. Never mind. Don't mind me. Um, so, yeah, we'll try to shoot for uh, early in the week. Uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. We're going to try to do it on Friday for the recap. Yeah. And then if we need a preview for the next one, we can do a, a, a shorter version of that uh, the week bef- or within the week before. Maybe like the finale. Yeah, and, like a, like and maybe maybe we'll just do some live shows if we can get that figured out too. Um, who knows if we get our YouTube going. But uh, yeah, let us know what we can do. Thank you for, for joining the ride. Uh, any last thoughts there while you're giggling? No, my mind is just mush now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's falling apart. We're falling yeah. apart, everybody. Falling apart, yeah. Thank you for joining us. We love and adore you all. I hope you have a great night. Enjoy the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. MCU is so much fun right now. Marvel guys out.